once in a month, and better it be when the moon be full. This is Witching Around, the podcast which explores and celebrates modern day paganism and the community within. I'm your host, Regan Chanty. I'm a solitary eclectic pagan, a researcher, workshop leader and author. Every episode, we will look at a specific subject and talk to others in the pagan community for their expert knowledge and thoughts. Today, we are talking about pagan events. And for this episode, I'm being joined by our sponsors, the owners of Witchfest and the Children of Artemis, Merlin and Kath. So I wanted to start with them because they're our sponsor. And also the two of them are very dear friends of mine and they have contributed so much to the pagan community as a whole. They've been running Witchfest for many, many years and the Artemis Gathering and various other events which we did talk about today and some of the other ventures they have. I really hope you enjoyed this discussion with them and it's been amazing watching them be so happy and positive about everything that they do. So without further ado, let's jump in on the interview. So before we get stuck in, would you both like to say a couple of things about you and your path? Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, I am um, an initiated Gardnerian Wiccan uh, and have been for around 30 years. Um, I've been involved in the general pagan community, not specifically Wiccan, um, pretty much the whole time running events, organising um, everything from like magazine publications through to um, helping with communications with authorities and stuff. So I've been around a very, very long time. Um, and if anything, I would probably put myself on the uh, fairly liberal side of that form of Wicca uh, in that uh, I'm completely okay with solitary Wiccans and people who choose slightly different paths or even very different paths. It's fine. It's up to them, really. That's me. Yeah, uh, I started as a solitary Wiccan <laughs> and uh, now initiated Gardnerian. So I bring kind of a bit of both to the table, kind of finding the balance between the two. Uh, so when we do courses and things, I, I can offer a perspective from both sides, both as plodding along as a solitary and with coven training afterwards. Um, so, yeah, it's been uh, in the UK working for uh, Children of Artemis Witchfest for 12, 13 years now. Uh, I've been uh, working for about 15, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's me. I'm a mix of a lot of things. <laughs> Great. So that takes us into a nice little segue because you mentioned Children of Artemis and Witchfest. So for those who are listening who don't know about Children of Artemis or Witchfest, and I'm sure there are some out there, um, so can you tell us what your organisation is and what do you do? Right. Um, well, it's divided into two quite neatly. Children of Artemis. Um, uh, until very recently, it was a membership organisation. We are slowly parking that. Um, basically, um, we're looking towards the future and we want to make sure that the organisation is sustainable. Um, and our primary focus has traditionally been events. Um, of all the organisa pagan organisations in the UK, we have 
done the largest uh, and dare I say probably the most professionally organized um, events. Um, so we're moving more into that side of things. So which fest will come more to the, the fore? Um, and in addition to the large flagship events that we do, uh, we're looking at extending uh, into smaller events, um, such as the Froome Market, which we ran, which is Market in Froome, which we ran earlier in the year. Uh, and we're looking at running other events as well. So we're gonna be extending because uh, the time we get back from not running a membership organization, we're gonna put into that kind of stuff. We are going to, we are, well, literally I'm working at the moment on updates to websites, for a Witchfest VIP membership list. That will, um, is free to join. So people can just put in their email and join it. Um, it's an email list, but there is only one email a month, unless there was a total disaster, something on the scale of COVID. Um, and that will have early access to tickets before they they're available to the public um, it will have special discounts that are not available outside of that list um, and there is the opportunity to um, request a membership card which will is a photo id card um, and that will give um, holders of the card um, early access to events so they'll be able like if effectively a bit like speedy boarding on airplanes um it's speedy boarding for like Witchfest and artemis and all the other stuff so you get in generally it's an hour before other people it can be half an hour but you certainly get priority um those cards is minimum donation of five pounds uh and the five pounds actually just covers the cost of post and the card because they're, they're professionally produced ID cards. So uh, they're not cheap. Um, so that's all ongoing. Uh, there will be donation schemes coming in. Um, a lot of people think that there's a lot of money to be made in uh, events in the pagan community. I uh, wish. <laughs> that is a myth. There is, not only is there no money in it, um, <laughs> There is an active, um, well, usually most events will make a loss. So obviously, uh, if we're primarily running on events, then um, having donations will give us a buffer and help us to continue to run. Because uh, basically, pagan organizations are only as solvent as their last event. And if one of them goes bad, can be like that's it that's it that's the end there is no more money yeah and by focusing uh on our strongest assets will also make us more agile uh to participate in more projects within the community as right now we are quite limited in how much work we can take on uh but if we are able to consolidate things a little bit more uh, then give us a bit more free time so we can uh, be out there serving the pagan community within the pagan community. <laughs> yeah. 
the, uh, the more commercial projects that we've have, including Witch's Shop and uh, Veiled Market and uh, Lucifer, uh, lucifer.co.uk, um, are continuing. Um, basically, they're run by the organisation, but they help fund things. So any money we get back in, Veiled Market is at a very early stage, and that's being run pretty much at cost. So... Uh, the cost of running it is approximately the amount we get back. <laughs> so um, it's not a profit centre in its own right. Maybe one day it might be, but um, it does help our traders in between events. So we feel it's a valuable thing to do. Magazine. Um, we've been running the magazine since early 2000s. Um, and it's always been very professionally printed and um, presented. Uh, we are ceasing printing of the magazine from the, the last issue, which I believe is 36. Uh, so from 37 onwards, it will be going entirely digital. Uh, we're working on the platform. Um, the good news for people is it's gonna be free. So it will be pretty much the same magazine particularly when we start, um, but it'll be freely available and it will go out to members on the list. So is that the all members or is it the VIPs with the, um, the five pound membership? All members. Yeah, there, there is, apart from the card, there's no difference uh, between the, so it's only the physical card that people who pay can get. People can donate without getting the card as well. But so, yeah, that you will just make the, the magazine even more widely available. So it doesn't matter which part of the world you are in, you'll be able to access it and read it and gain the knowledge from it and hopefully um, give more opportunity to a lot more people to get access to it as, you know, not everyone has either the disposable income or is in a position where they can purchase things so openly. Yeah, it's also more environmentally friendly because you're not printing anything. No. Now, especially now with the uh, shortage of paper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not helpful. No, no, it isn't. Currently, the printing industry is suffering. So it's also a good time to be doing that because otherwise more delays and things like that because of the lack of raw materials. Yeah. I mean, it's, printing magazines is actually a very costly business. Um, and, and postage. Uh, postage has become a growing problem. Um, the cost of post exceeds the cost of the magazine. Oh, wow. Uh, by quite a margin in a lot of cases. It's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, mm. if we're sending a magazine to Australia, the, the cost of the post is ridiculous. Uh, whereas with digital, um, it won't cost them anything. They can just join up, same as anyone else, and they will get it in their inbox. Uh, we're also looking at making it available on the website. So you'll be able to just go straight to the website, straight onto the magazine and read it on, on the website. Oh, that'd we're, be quite useful. We're probably not going to be putting um, back issues on because we obviously we've still got a stock of back issues. So those will remain something which you can order from the shop. Um, and we've got bulk deals, so... It's, not, it's a full, an affordable way to get the magazine because you can basically order. How yeah. many in a, in a bulk deal? Six? Uh, they 
they can choose how many they want to to add and basically as they sell out uh, then we will look at digitizing them and then become available at a later stage or maybe make a collection of them and um, print them all together for a special edition at some point. Well, that sounds exciting. Yeah, more like a book <laughs> because when you put that many together. <laughs> it's going to be the size of a paperback book, quite a substantial one if we did that. Okay, so we talked about a lot there. So there's some bits I'll, I'll come back to because uh, the focus of today's podcast is about events and pagan events. So we have a big one coming up at the end of the month. So tell us about the Artemis gathering. Okay, Artemis is um, pretty much Witchfest in a field. That was its code name when we started it, and it's that's what it is. Um, there are things we can do, Artemis, we can't do in any venue, um, the fire walking, the fire performers, um, and some of the outdoor activities are just not, well, for obvious reasons, you can't <laughs> burn a huge wicker man inside a building. That would be kind of dangerous. Um, so it includes all of the things I just mentioned. It also includes um, music. We've got music from Dolman, Dan the Bard, Paul Mitchell, um, Daughters of Gaia, um, and we've got an American whose name is on the website. Arthur Hines, I Ar believe. Yes, Arthur Hines. Hines. I think. Hines. 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 Something like so. that. Yeah, he's an American pagan performer, but he happened to be over and wanted to do it, so it was. That nice. is going to be special. I ideal synergy, but uh, there's loads of talks, there's workshops. We've got um, a pagan market. With lots of our nice pagan traders. We've got the COA stand. Uh, we've got the Mead Bar, which will be coming back with our lovely uh, bar manager, Tegan. Yep, and the Artemis Cafe and the Witchlets have their own programme. Is not something that is kind of an afterthought. They have their own programme. So, so families can actually enjoy the event together, uh, doing activities that will keep the kids entertained uh, and hopefully create some special memories between parents and children. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the site is 100 acres, so it's massive. Um, and we only really run things in the central portion. Yeah. So there is a lot, if people want to go out and explore, there are woods and valleys and... A lake. <laughs> there, there are even tunnels and lakes and stuff you can go and find. <laughs> They're all in, still inside the site. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a really lovely place to be. I love Artemis. It's just such a relaxed, happy atmosphere. We are really lucky with the visitors uh, we have. Uh, they welcome any new people that just merged into the Artemis family kind of thing. So no one is alone for, for very long. It's just that friendly and welcoming and I just absolutely love it. it it's a three-day event that a lot of people just make that staple of the year because it's just amazing. It's just that togetherness. You, you, you can't recreate that inside a building. So it's a very, very special event because of that. And it's almost unique. You really don't need to bring very much. Um, you just need to bring uh, a tent and something to sleep in. Um, and if 
if you want, that's all you need because the cafe is not expensive and the food's very good. And they Price, do a, prices that will make Weatherspoons cry. Mm. They, they do breakfast every day, lunch and dinner. Um, they also do uh, vegetarian and vegan food. Um, the bar is also, the prices are actually based on Weatherspoons. Um, so that's cheap. Not so, the London one. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, prices have gone up everywhere, but even at Weatherspoons. But um, yeah, it's it's very affordable. So as a people treat it as their like annual holiday, um, and it's a cheap way of doing it. If, in fact, if you went to a regular campsite, it could quite conceivably cost you more with no entertainment, no facilities, no nothing. Yeah, that's true. Having recently gone to another campsite myself, yes, it is a very different experience. And Artemis, I think, definitely is the gold standard when it comes to camping. But one thing we haven't addressed is where is it? It's um, in Kibblestone, uh, which is uh, near Stone in Staffordshire. It's a beautiful campsite. It is. So beautiful. Really well maintained. The crew on site is amazing proper toilet blocks and showers nothing of these portaloos or temporary buildings that will just fall if there's a gust of wind <laughs> uh, and again really well maintained really uh, clean throughout the whole event and they join with us as well so it makes it even even better <laughs> yeah there's not a um, glassmary style toilet inside Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> so people are going, oh, no, I'm not going to do camping. Um, if that's their, their hang-up, Artemis is fine because we have very high-quality toilets. There is actually a new toilet block that we haven't even seen yet uh, that's just been put in with um, they that just, has showers. They just keep working on it. It's like every time that we go up, they finished a project and moved on to something new. So it's always being renovated. Uh, it, it never stops. Uh, so it makes it a really comfortable uh, site to, to be in. Totally worth the trip up to, up to, up to Staffordshire for sure. There, uh, there is obviously the other side to it, that it is a very well-maintained site and it's very high quality. Therefore, it's at the high end in terms of pricing to us. Um, that pricing has increased over pandemic. Um, so we're looking, I would say, I, I'm not sure exactly how much it's going to be, but it's going to be substantially more expensive. So each time we do an event like that, we have to look at the, um, viability going forward. And there would inevitably have to be substantial price rises of tickets, or if that wasn't if there was too much, if the price rise would be too much, we might have to park it for a year or two. So it is potentially possible that this could be the last Artemis. But everything is included in your ticket price. All tools, all workshops, and all of the musical ent entertainment is all included in your ticket price. How amazing is that? And of even the firewalk is included. <laughs> yeah, which usually I think that costs. And uh, normally costs a pretty penny. Yeah, it normally costs a fair amount, but that's all included. 
But yeah, we are remaining positive uh, and we're going to be focusing on giving everyone the best event possible, especially for those that have been waiting for almost three years. People have been keeping their tickets for almost three years through the pandemic, waiting for the event to happen. So that's what we're focusing on, giving everyone the best show we possibly can, especially for those amazing amazing very patient people that have been waiting for so long just wants to get in there and make it happen uh so that we can finally finally breathe a sigh of relief and like we've done it <laughs> what's been your favorite event so far to organize uh, everything you've done in the last couple of decades that's a hard one yeah have to choose one I don't know that I could choose. That is, they're always so different and we love different aspects of each event with Artemis is that it is outdoors, is a lot more relaxed yeah. uh, from a uh, organizer's point of view. Uh, when we were in Brighton, the crew, the actual venue crew, oh my words, they were amazing they memorized our schedule for the event and they could tell you where things were and everything of what was happening and that was crazy there's uh our new marketing room at the cheese and grain it's like just being at the cheese and grain you know walking the same stage <laughs> as dave Grohl did um and things like it's like it's so hard to pick one uh, because they are so different. Even with the same event format, they are all so different because the visitors and the venues and the speakers and entertainment. Can you pick one, Merlin? Um, <laughs> I think that I, I would have to like divide it up because they're all so different. They're not really comparing like with like. So. Of the Artemises, I would say probably the last one we did. Oh, with the water sculpture, that was amazing. So that, that it was really, really hot that year, that basically there was no grass, it was yellow. Uh, so That was the one before that. No, that was the last one. Huh? Yeah. No, I'm going to have to interject here. I think that was oh, yeah, the last we did you a fire, uh, fire yeah that was the last one in Hawley. yeah that was the last one at the old site and we came together with the fire crew this was organized in two weeks right it normally takes us a whole year to get all of this organized and in two weeks we came up with a completely new concept that's never been done before yeah. and it worked it did work and then when we moved to the new site, they gave us an area of it. Uh, yeah, in, you know, you can burn things, it's fine. Uh, and you're actually doing us a favor because this needs regrossing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a scrub area. So, um, I mean, that was, that was the way it originally was in Hawley. Yeah, but, it was. But then when the management changed, uh, that also changed. Mm. Um, but yeah, the last, um, Kibblestone one, it, oh, it's so just good. the um, the accommodation and the the quality of the buildings and having an actual sites crew 
Yeah. That was so helpful. I mean, it was very much like the early days of Artemis in Hawley, which, mm. again, we had a, a site crew, but even then, Hawley never matched the buildings we had in Kibblestone. The buildings we had in Kibblestone are just awesome. Yeah, no holes in the, in the canvas covered with gaffer tape <laughs> when it was raining. Usually yeah. it was me that put the gaffer tape up. I didn't even bother doing that. <laughs> in, oh, the good old days. In terms of Witchfest, um, the last one we ran at Fairfield was very good. The first one we ran at Brighton was amazing. That was so good. Um, and that was kind of a, a walking where stars had walked before. The, the stage we had in Brighton, you had people like Thin Lizzy, Bon Jovi, Pink Floyd, uh, Led Zeppelin, you name it, had all played on the same stage we walked on. Walking that backstage was like a different level. Is that having the privilege of walking those halls and all of those secret hidey holes and everything in Brighton was just is impossible to describe because you know you go into any dressing room and it's full of photos of the other stars that stayed in the same room and all of those things that is just insanity and it was a long dream from um down the bars to, yep. to play at that stage and he has <laughs> I think it was Thin Lizzy he saw yes I think it was Thin Lizzy he saw when he put this is before he ever started he always dreamed of playing on the same stage and that got, was his got, first ever gig was at the Brighton Centre and he got his dream so yeah there's been so many special events oh, it's um, just so hard Right. Wicker introduced as well. It's again oh, very different. Yes, again, very, very different. It's different every time. There's um, been some amazing ones, and we've had kind of lifelong friends from it. So yes. it, it's, they're all so different, um, and we're still coming up with new ones. Like the Froome one was, um, both of them have been great. Yeah, and we can't wait to get into Feltham in November. Uh, brand new venue, brand new location. The on-site crew is really excited because it's really different from what they normally do. Uh, so really excited for, for that one as well. Really large venue, really big exoteric market, two rooms for, for talks and then entertainment in the evening. Perfection. Okay, yes, yeah, so that sounds so exciting and I can't wait. Um, so my next question is, if, like, if money was no object, if um, like geographically, any of that was no object. What would be the prime event for you guys to do? What would you love to do? What is like the dream? The the dream would would be to have our own venue, so we could mm -hmm. not only organise our own events for our own um, purposes, but having dedicated rooms for workshops and talks and accommodation and all of that. So not only doing our own thing, but also providing it for, for others to use it, making a kind of a home from home for our pagan community. Now that would be a dream. Imagine the library in a place like that. Oh. It's just <laughs> <laughs> But if money was no object, that would be the dream, would be actually creating an ultimate center uh, and being able to host our own events in our own location and opening our doors to the pagan 
community and just offering the best of the best that we possibly could. Uh, slightly more affordable. <laughs> uh, she said, if money was no object, so, uh, uh, I'm going possibly, for the heights. Um, running a concert at Royal Albert Hall. Oh, I imagine that. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, very, very high profile. Imagine Dan DeBarge up on that stage. Uh, uh, oh, he'd love that. <laughs> you know, that would be amazing. That would be like, wow. Um, imagine filling that venue with pagans. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so cool. Also, Alexandra Palace. Ooh, yeah, Ali Pali. Mm. Ali, Ali Pali, we could really, really do something with because it's got so many large halls and so many rooms. I mean, you really could do the largest witch fest ever. Yeah, you see. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, there's old court as well. <laughs> Oh, the, yeah, the, it, if money was no object, then, you know, there is no limit to the creativity. And, but, you know, there are secret plans, but if it did happen, but, you know, until it does, it, it's all dreams. <laughs> I would I just quickly touch upon some of the things that were mentioned earlier when you were talking about everything about Artemis and uh, Witchfest and that your other brands, so you've got Lucifer, Brightstar and Veiled Market. So would you like to talk about that for a little bit as well to let everyone know what that's all about for those who don't know well lucifer is my is my baby she's my baby and is our handmade brand uh with our own products so uh i make home fragrance uh products uh wax melts broom sprays hopefully candles again soon and our own lines of, of clothing with our own designs and that is always growing uh so yeah we just wanted to bring to the community some, something a bit different and doing it this way we we get to showcase uh paganism not just to our community but to those outside uh with a very thin <laughs> layer of of witchiness in there and if they have questions then we can answer them and and all of that so it's all come to the education bit of the uh, org, organization bringing witches to the masses. Yeah, um, I, I'll probably talk, talk about Veiled Market. Mm -hmm. um, also, you've got the incense. Oh, yes. The, we just launched a new one as well Moon Incense. It smells amazing. It's Ooh, so good. Uh, yes, Veiled Market um, was an idea born in uh, lockdown. Uh, basically, without events such as the ones we run and others um, people who are full-time dedicated pagan traders a lot of them uh, very gifted craftspeople um, have no income absolutely none because the vast majority of them are maybe very gifted with their hands and creating things but not so gifted when it comes to the internet so a lot of them have got no online shop whatsoever or very very rudimentary just a, a contact me type page so the idea was to create a platform that would be easy to use and provide them with a source of income uh, when they weren't at shows um, 
something that's managed and affordable. So it's way cheaper than options like eBay or Etsy. Um, and arguably easier to use. Yeah, there's so many talented vendors there already. There's thousands of products for you to, to browse. It's really diagonally on the internet. It is just... <sighs> Say goodbye to your savings and your wallet because it all <laughs> goes out the window the moment you open that website. <laughs> yeah, and for those who've not visited it before, what's the website link? It's failedmarket.com. All one word, failed market, no hyphens, no underscores, just failed market, one word, dot com. Super simple. And Lucy Furries, uh, Lucy, <laughs> as in the girl's name, and fur, F-U-R-R, dot co, dot UK. Uh, where can we find you slash Witchfest on the socials? We are everywhere. We have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have TikTok, we have Twitter. Search for Witchfest, you will find me. <laughs> <laughs> and also i believe lucifer is also on tiktok isn't it lucifer is also on all of those platforms yes facebook twitter instagram tiktok <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that any either of you would like to say that you haven't said already i think the only thing i'd like to add is we wouldn't be here and it, nothing like this would be happening if it wasn't for the people who supported us in terms of memberships and donations over the years um, and we're hoping that that will continue out into the future i know things are hard for people out there so we are adapting to make it more affordable but obviously without that support nothing would happen so a big thank you to all of those out there who've joined or made donations and we really past, really and hopefully in the future we really really appreciate it we have been shown a lot of love throughout the years that has saved our asses more than once and we are so grateful and we cannot wait to see what the next 30 years will bring okay well thank you very much and thanks for being my first ever guests Yay! <laughs> and also my and also the podcast sponsor as well i thought i'd throw that in there as well this podcast <laughs> is sponsored by Witchfest. <laughs> and yes always oh, one more thing we could probably throw in with a little bit of time that you publish books as well don't you Yes, we've got Wild Women, and there is a, a second um, second edition of the series coming out. Um, Hopefully for the event in November. Ooh. Yeah, we're hoping to get that ready for November. It's getting so close now. But yeah, if you haven't read it yet, go to witchshop.org. Get yourself a Wild Women's copy. It's like proper pagan fiction. Nothing of this Hollywood's... And, and Harry Potter magic wands thing is all real magic, real people, the real world, and it's a really good story. Moira Hodgkinson is an yeah, amazing great. author, so go and check her out, definitely. Yeah, wow. I second that, I really enjoyed it. It's such a good book, isn't it? It is. It's a great book, there's nothing else like it that I've ever read. Mm -mm. No, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I think that's everything. I will pop everything in the show notes, provided I can figure out how to do it. Get your tickets to the Artemis Gathering. This may well be the last one, so get in there and just see how amazing it is, and hopefully we can get some more in the future. And so thank you to Merlin and Kath. Thank you for joining me. Yay, thank you. Okay. This has been Witching Around. It was created and developed by Reagan Shanti and is sponsored by Witchfest. 
You can find us on Facebook by searching Witching Around. Our intro-outro music is from The Ashes by Solas. Thank you for walking this path with me. Merry meet and blessed be.